This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. You're listening to Mosh Pit on SynFM. Reese is from Melbourne band Diploid, who are releasing Everything Went Red on October 31st. Reese, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, why did you mm. change your, the band name from the Diploid 49ers to just Diploid? Oh, uh, well, um, like that was sort of like a high school sort of band. Like, and it, you know, I had different members, and it was like punk rock, like distillers-esque like it sounds nothing how we sound now once Mariam joined we like overhauled the band pretty much and yeah so it just wasn't the same band really like essentially I, I think of it as my high school band I don't even think of it as the same band at all mm, that's fair enough now when did you kind of start introducing what, what influences came in why the change in approach uh, well, when Mariam joined, she wasn't really into, um, like, punk rock sort of music like I was. Like, I was a huge Distillers fan and, uh, you know, Rancid and No Effects, like, you know, stuff that I'm, I'm not really into these days anymore. But, yeah, she joined that and she wasn't really into that sort of stuff. But I was also into, like, grindcore and metal and things like that. So we just sort of thought, and hardcore punk, like, I was getting into, yeah, like, lots of 80s hardcore, like, Black Flag and NBC and... All that, so we just sort of sort of thought that would go sort of down that route, and so we, yeah, this was sort of taking influence from power violence and grindcore, and now it's sort of evolving more into like and like screamo as well, because we're starting to get into um, screamo bands and things like that. But now it's sort of more um, going into sort of like noise and doom, but also keeping the grindcore and power violence sort of influences as well. Mm. Now. How did you approach yourself? What kind of influenced that sort of, you know, I wouldn't say transition, but, like, kind of shift? Um, well, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. We, we started writing this record before we had even recorded the last one. So we've been writing it for a while. Um, I just, like, I'd gotten some, you know, more toys, I guess, like more pedals and... Um, I started playing around with, like, contact microphones and things like that, and I've been doing a lot of, like, noise stuff, like, improvised noise, and for years now, since I was, like, 17 or something, and I wanted to, like, sort of not keep it separate from the band anymore. I kind of wanted to, like, actually do it within the band, just because I found myself not having enough time to sort of pursue it separately from the band, so I just sort of thought, might as well introduce it. And, like, I, you know, got a sampler recently because I've been putting in samples in our music forever but hadn't been able to really translate that live because I would, pardon me, I'd have to um, do it, like, um, off my phone or something. It was really um, temperamental, really. So now I've got the sampler, so I have, like, a whole noise table as well as I'm playing bass. How did you get into noise? Um, it was actually, like... Um, it was basically when I was younger, I would go into a Missing Link, Rec- like Missing Link Records store. Like it was in, um, it was on Burke Street. Um, not there anymore. Yeah, I missed but that. But they used to, yeah, that was 
It was awesome. Um, that pretty much that store pretty much got me into local music. Before that, I only really listened to you know big bands, still into metal and whatnot. But like, I didn't. I I grew up out in Pakenham, so like like an hour, hour and twenty train ride. So when I was younger, I you know had no no knowledge of local music like in the city. Um, so yeah, Missing Link pretty much introduced me into local music and they, you know, would sell tapes and seven inches and I didn't have much money. Probably shouldn't have been spending it on things I didn't really need, but <laughs> I, um, would just buy tapes and stuff. Some of them just randomly. Um, sometimes I would know who the band was, but I ended up buying, um, one of the Cult Blood releases. I, um, I was actually listening to it the other night. I've got it right here. Um, Stephen Hawking. One and then I ended up buying potato and split with collapsed toilet Vietnam, and yeah, pretty much from there. So yeah, from those two bands, which I think like Pete Hyde was in both of them, I'm pretty sure. So pretty much him, and then I started going to like noise gigs as I got older. So I just found more bands through that, and just yeah, I don't know. I took a took a liking to it. Like me and my friends would just jam noise stuff, you know, for hours because we just could because um, where I lived wasn't like. It wasn't, like, country, but it wasn't surrounded by houses, so we could sort of get away with making noise into the evenings. Within the band, how do you sort of organise, sort of collaboratively, when you've got some stuff, how do you come together and make it into what we would eventually hear on the record? Uh, Well, um, like, this time around with this record, I wrote a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it so I usually depending on how I feel with the track will sort of write out like a I don't know just like the rough idea of it usually I'll probably start off with the guitar of it and then I'll just show that to Mariam and she'll put her own little spin on it and add bits and pieces and then we yeah we will just jam out this sort of like rough skeleton of the song for quite a long time until it just gets you know, more solid, and then we just sort of will change ideas or rethink of ideas. And you know, if we're unhappy with how the song actually sounds, we'll like cut it up, or maybe just and like we we right before we record the record, we had this other song that we end up scrapping like right before we went to record because it just wasn't a very good song. And now we've reused a riff from that into a new song. So uh, yeah, sorry, I sort of lost my train of thought there, but um. Yeah, uh, yeah. we just pretty much just jam on songs for ages and ages and ages. Um, and yeah, usually everyone will sort of come in and bring like a riff and stuff like that. Like just this last record was mainly me, but with the record before that, we all pretty much contributed like a couple songs each. All right, let's, let's draw it back a bit. Um, you alone, like how do you generate ideas that you want to bring to the table? Um... I, uh, I, sometimes it, it varies, really. Sometimes I just, um, I don't know, get an idea in my head, um, and then I try and flesh that out, either depending on what it is, either on the guitar or sometimes on the drums, uh, or even just, like, trying to get a sound together. Like, I'll go on my computer and just try and, like, get a sample sort of together that I like. Um or, you know, I'll be listening to bands and I'll really like a segment from a band and then I'll try and imitate that, but, you know, I am i don't really know how they're doing it, so then I'll come up with my own sort of version. 
Yeah, so that, that's pretty much it, really. Um, sometimes I, I don't really know. I just play guitar for, like, I'll just play guitar for an hour or something, and a couple of riffs will sort of come together from that. Noise is interesting because it's. I think it's one of possibly one of the most things that people would struggle with in terms of oh. getting into appreciating. Um, I've listened to a bit of noise music, mostly just um, Mers Bow, and mm. it's. I'm, I'm not there, even though I appreciate a lot of oh, yeah. like, obscure, ab- abrasive music. I'm not there. Talk a little bit about mm. noise music and how you kind of make something out of that which you then would want people to listen to? Uh, oh, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah, uh, well, I don't know. If, um, for me, I sort of, I mentioned it a bit earlier about bringing, into, bringing the noise in to people a little bit more just because um, I was doing it separately and didn't really have enough time to sort of pursue that avenue as much. I, like, started bringing in the, like, noise stuff and decide where I want some feedback or whatever or samples or whatever. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know, there's a bit lacking in the sound. I don't know. It's like sometimes it's just not as, um, I don't know, it's just a bit empty. So I bring it in that way. Um, uh, as, so... Yeah, as, sorry, I, I do you mean, like, as um, sort of making noise tracks, like noise songs, or just into um, music? Both, both. Like, just noise music in general, and then bringing that into something which, you know, isn't noise totally. Hmm. Okay, well, I, yeah, I guess, um, like, for me, when I listen to noise music and um, see noise performances, like, for me, it started off with not actually, like, um... It was a tape, but also then going to gigs and seeing people perform it, I think, was something that sort of brought me in a lot more to it. So when I, yeah, I heard the tapes and I was like, oh, this is a bit strange. Like, I never really listened to anything like this. But then um, also just watching YouTube videos of performance, of performance like um, like Masana from Japan, like, his performances are insane. Um, and seeing a cult blood live as well, like, a bunch of times, that was crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I guess for me it was sort of like the, watching it live and seeing how people produce it sort of gave me the um, curiosity as like to then listen to noise music and then sort of really try and think about how they're creating this sound. Um, so, I don't know, like that's an approach that I sort of took while getting into the music that sort of, yeah, really intrigued me um, and kept me listening because I was always just curious as to how they actually are doing this, like how you, what have you done to create this, you know, 10-minute track of whatever. Um, yeah, and into the songs that I've mentioned before, I just sort of like to flesh out things a bit more, with just, you know, more behind it. Like, um, the body were a real big influence in that as well, just because I sort of picked up in a lot of their songs, they have... A lot of a lot of things going on behind, you know, just the guitar and drums and and vocals. Additional to that the sampling now, uh, sampling is kind of something that I kind of got introduced to by some of the death metal tracks, sampling serial killers particularly, mm. um, which is a, <laughs> really it's funny. Um, but talk a little bit about how you sort of thought up 
or what inspired you to say I want to include samples on in my music, and where you put samples and why? Uh, um, as to starting off doing it, um, uh, I can't even really think what made me think, like what bands or what musicians made me go, oh, I'm going to do this. Like I just knew you could. I knew people did it. Like I knew people grabbed snippets of either like from. I don't know, anything, and playing it over their music. Um, yeah, and as to where and how, or, you know, as to where we put it into our songs, um, I'm just trying to think exactly. Like, a lot of the times I like to use them as, like, introductions or um, sometimes in between tracks or over sort of, like, low-volume uh, tracks just because... Um, like, for one thing with Diplo is we don't have any clean vocals, so in um, sections that are sort of, like, low volume or kind of clean, putting samples, whether it be, like, a sample from a movie or a documentary or even just, like, a sample of something I've previously recorded, like, um, I don't know, sometimes guitar tracks or sometimes just, like, feedback or, um, I know, uh, like, I had a... On a record I sampled, um, like, rain and crickets and stuff from my window and then put that as a, a bridge in a song. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so where, where we decided to put it, I, I'm not really sure exactly. Sometimes it's just like, oh, this needs to go here. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess it, yeah, it's sort of to bridge things together sometimes or, um, yeah, just sort of add intros and outros and things like that. Um, and, you know, like um, a lot of our songs are sort of, uh, pretty grim and things like that, so I will grab samples related to the topic of the song, usually as well. Uh, there's a sample that runs through the album. I think it introduces, outros, and I believe it may appear somewhere else. What is oh. that sample from? Uh, on yeah, on everything, uh, everything went red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's um, pretty grim one. That one. Um, there was a like I had heard of this documentary I was told it was a documentary um about it's like sexual sadists and just predators and things like that um I end up tracking down the video it's on YouTube and it's not even a documentary like it is kind of a documentary but it's not really it's actually like a um like a university like study help video from like I'm gonna say the early 90s late 80s or something so yeah, it, it's like it says at the end that it's it was an American like you get it would get played to you at, in your like psych course or something, um, and they just interviewed um, yeah people who they were in prison but they interviewed them in sort of just like civilian clothes, and they would interview them uh, first with like because these people have sort of like not split personalities like that's not the right word but they have their outward personality that they show to the public and then they have this sort of their inward personality which is the personality that would sort of go out and you know hunt people down and um, you know abuse people and things like that and so in that doco they talk to this guy who he's a story like his outward appearance to something that sort of happened to him is that he came to this lady's house and then um, you know they sort of got together and then a neighbour heard or something and came by and then he left and then she said that you know he attacked her and he was like no no I was you know she was just cheating on her husband 
So he just goes through that, and he says it real genuine, real straightforward, and then they actually, you know, then he goes and actually tells about what he really did, and that's what we end up sampling is, um, you know, he's hidden, he's a lying personality, basically. Um, well, sorry, he's, like, true personality, um, not the one that he shows to everyone else. So, uh, yeah, it's just this doco, oh, sorry, not doco, university video. Um, yeah, that sort of explores that, and... I don't know, it's, it's just something that really intrigues me and kind of real scary when you think about it. Because one of the things they go into in the video as well is that, like, how they lie to people and how they're really good at it and all this stuff like that. It's pretty messed up. So, um, yeah, we sort of brought that in as that sort of, like... Because the record has, like, it... The record has a few different sort of themes throughout it, but one of them is sort of, like, the... Um, um, I, you know, sort of... You know, what people truly think and what truly they truly believe but won't sort of put out there forward just because of they know how insane it is, really. But, yeah, that's, that's where we got that um, sample from. When you're coming up with themes, when themes are developing for the album, how, how does that work? Is that something you specifically try to develop? Is that something which kind of naturally generates itself? How does it all work? Um, well, again, it's another thing that sort of varies from... Yeah, it varies in the writing process. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm just we've we've got a song that we've just got the music, and it's just like, what can we write about? Um, and I'm, you know, sometimes I just think of sometimes like one of us will just think of something, or you know, we would have watched a documentary or read a book, and because yeah, a lot of the times it's sort of based off of actual things that have happened. Um, it's not really fantasy or anything like that. Um, you know, or maybe even based off a news article or a person. So, yeah, that's sort of, or, you know, um, yeah, so that's basically what we sort of do is sort of um, just take it from, you know, documentaries or, yeah, articles or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of flesh it out into a song. Um, as for, like, overarching sort of themes throughout, like, records and stuff, like... Um, this one sort of has, like, this new record sort of has, like, not one theme throughout it. It's, like, got a few others. Like, basically, like, there's a couple songs that sort of are about this rough same thing. Um, but, yeah, I, um, a lot of the time, that, like, uh, this record, I'm just trying to think exactly. Like, I wrote most lyrics for this record, so it was just sort of me with that. And Marion wrote a couple as well. But usually whoever's sort of writing the lyrics for the song is the person sort of behind the meaning of that song. You mentioned last podcast on the left in the acknowledgements of the album on Bandcamp. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of last podcast on the left as well. Um, oh. And I'm actually kind of a, fr- a friend who we sort of have those similar interests in. Um, it kind of reminded uh, me a bit of you and Miriam. But like, I've, I've just been sort of processing it, processing it lately and I've sort of been thinking about whether this, you know, particularly the fact that there's an incredible wave of true crime podcast lately mm. I was just like whether it's this just perverse in a way this focusing on you know even if it's not necessarily for comedic purposes like it is in last pod like whether mm. it's some just weirdness that we kind of focus on um, you know these these people and the things that they do to other people which are terrible I'm just wondering if you as someone who sort of it's clearly thinking about similar sorts of things. Your your kind mm. of thoughts about that, as to why it's so popular, like is that what you sort of saying? No, like 
I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've kind of got this, this sort of like thought in my head that maybe it's wrong. And, but like, I'm not the person to say that because I'm, you know, I listen to death metal. I listen to last yeah, podcast yeah. on the left and stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of those thoughts. I don't, I don't know if there's a really good answer to that, but it, yeah, no, I, like, cause yeah, I, you know, sometimes toss it up, so, like, I've had a, a few points, um, you know, listening to the podcast and even just, like, I, I've always been into sort of true crime and horror as well, like, even before sort of the podcast, I, um, I think the first time I ever sort of, like, started reading up about, like, a serial killer, it was Ed Gein, cause I was listening to Slayer, and they had that song Dead Skin Mask, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, uh, must have been like 13 or something. That's the first time that I sort of got introduced to it. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's a bit weird. I, I even went to a point where I was sort of like, ah, maybe I should stop reading about this shit, because it really was kind of warping my mind a little bit. It was sort of, you know, making me think that everyone's sort of crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a tough one if it's actually good to sort of look into it. Like, I, I don't know, I feel like if you're... Yeah, because... There's always that thing of like you, you know, are you idolizing these people? And it's kind of like, for me, I'm not. Like I'm not thinking. I don't praise them in any way or anything. Uh, and even like in our lyrics and stuff, we're not sort of talking about the actual physical murder or you know the gross sort of stuff that happens. Even though sometimes that's pretty interesting to read about. Uh, for me, it's sort of more about like, like a lot of the a lot of stuff is sort of more about like um, why that person you know, uh, what do you call it? They, uh, they, ra- was it ration- rationalized? Like, yeah, they like rationalized that idea. Like they eventually were kind of like, no, I can do this horrible thing that I know is horrible. I mean, not all of them sort of do like some, I guess some people are a bit, uh, you know, a bit too far gone to even sort of make proper decisions. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's sort of more looking about like, why they eventually got to where they are uh, rather than the actual crime they committed. And I don't really idolise the crime. It's just interesting to see what people are capable of, really. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's sort of like, is it actually good or not? I'm not really sure. There's a really great compliment between your and Miriam's vocal styles. Um, mm. You know, the sort of more mid-range, sort of going a little bit lower occasionally for you, and mm. Miriam's got that great piercing scream. Um, how, how do you make them work together? You, you, they often sort of flow off each other really nicely. How, what, what goes into putting that together in a song? Um, well, when we're writing the sort of the vocal melodies, I guess you'd call them, um, I guess it usually just sort of starts off as sort of like, um, you know, I'll sing this part, you sing this part. We don't really sort of think about, you know, how we're going to sing it. We sort of just work on that as we go. Uh, and sometimes don't work on that as we go. Sometimes it just is up to the time when we record. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, in all honesty, there isn't, like, it's something we're actually going to start working on a bit more, but we don't actually really put that much effort into the writing of the vocals, like the um, vocal melodies and stuff. I mean, yeah, we sort of say, like, you can sing this part, we can sing, I'll sing this part. Um, and then usually we'll try and make it, if, like, you know, it's like, you sing this part, but during that part, the, you know, bass part is super hard, then we'll switch, you know, or something like that. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I guess not the best answer in the world, but we don't really think about it that much. It just sort of happens, I guess. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Now, this kind of maybe kind of obvious because of the style of music you're playing, but... Mm. 
why, why the short song? What is it about that that you've sort of taken on board and gone with and run with? Um, oh, well, yeah, the short song thing. I guess, like, one of the first sort of, like... Well, not the first, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm a big fan of just, like... Um, like, I really... I've listened to Extortion since I was probably, like, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old, and then I was, I was still really like this band, F-, minus, like, their first album, like, I think the longest track's, like, 50 seconds or something. Um, and, you know, Napalm Death as well, like, Scum, that record. I listened to that a lot when I was, like, I don't know, 16 or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, it's not like the song's so short that it only has one riff or something. It's like, usually they'll have at least two, and it's pretty quick, so it ends up just being real quick. I don't really know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, no, nah, 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 I'm just, just oh, I'm also just a, big fan of um, song, of bands that do short songs. <laughs> In contrast to that, um, uh, can no longer drag my body across this earth. There was mm. one long track. What, what what was behind making that, that track? Was that kind of the noise stuff coming into it and um, sort of the, the influenced by some of the uh, noise musicians and their longer tracks? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that release was... Um, originally meant to be on a split uh, release. Um, and I had, oh, and I, we had actually all just um, been to Indonesia and Malaysia and stuff, so I recorded a bunch of stuff while I was over there, and it, I've actually used it in that track. Um, and while I was overseas, I was listening to um, this uh, album called um, Consume Red, and it's by this group called Ground Zero. That, they were like a a Japanese noise group from, I, I think, the early 90s or late 80s or something. Um, but I wanted to do something similar to that, and then we got offered to do this split release. So we're like, oh, yeah, we could maybe do, like, just a sort of a, an improvised noise track sort of thing. Um, and then, we yeah, so we got back and recorded it and had, like, the samples already and everything from the trip. Um, but then... Um, the release just kept on getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed, and so we even actually got the opportunity to record again. So we were like, oh, let's just put out the old one, because, like, that release, like, while it's, like, you know, I listened to it, like, I don't know, a month ago, first time in ages, and when it was first done, I was a bit like, uh, you know, it's okay, but it's not great. I think it's a bit better now. But, um, yeah, it was a bit like, oh, well, let's not put this on onto a record, let's do something again, and then the opportunity to record again came up. So we've actually recorded another, like, I think it's like the next one's like twelve minutes, and that one it's it was recorded by um, like Chris Brownbill from Idol, so it actually sounds like pretty decent. Whereas the other like that release, I I can no longer drag my body, was done in our just like in our house. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's sort of how that one came about. Uh, in terms of artwork, like you've used a lot of collages in the past, but like, what was the approach for this album? Uh, well, with this one, we didn't want to. Um, we didn't sort of want to do another collage record cover just because we've done a number of them now. And, um, yeah, it was a bit just like, oh, let's try and do something a bit different. Um, I've sort of, I kind of wanted to do photography because I just thought, like, I've just sort of been intrigued about photography, especially sort of like using, um, you know, actual, like, film rather than digital camera sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we just sort of went with that approach, um, I wanted to do something that was sort of related. Well, we wanted to do something that was sort of related to um, 
uh, it's a bit weird. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but have you ever seen those um, photos of Dennis Schrader when he's like, he's like, uh, tied himself out up out in a park somewhere? Like it's real weird. Like the BTK killer guy. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I haven't seen that. And it's pretty pretty weird. But we wanted to do something sort of similar to that in a way, like sort of almost recreate those images, um, and also just sort of use a lot of. Um, like we wanted, like, we wanted to do some like nude photography, but like while it isn't nude, it's like while it ended up with not actually nude stuff. Um, yeah, that's sort of where we're leading to. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, so that, that's basically why, because we just thought we'd done a lot of collages, so we wanted to do something else. Uh, a couple of questions just about you. Enough. I've already asked some. Um, uh, when did you start listening to heavy music? Um. Well, yeah, like when I when I was younger, when I, like I am the youngest of two older brothers. My the first sort of like non top forty record, although it actually probably could have been in the top forty um, at the time. Anyway, it was um, Rage Against the Machine self titled. That was like the first rock, you know, not pop, you know, not yeah, not video hit sort of music. And that was probably when I was like, I know eleven maybe. No, nah, I would have been younger than that actually. Well, it would have been more like eight or something. So it was the first time I heard that, and then my brother was a, a big music fan, so he started just like downloading heaps of things. And I think sort of like the first like metal sort of band I was into was System of a Down. Like they were the first band I found when I was probably like, yeah, I think 10 for that one. Um, and yeah, then I also got into punk because I um, had a friend in high school who was really into punk music, so I listened to lots of punk as well. But, you know, then I also got into, like, Slipknot. Um, and then I, yeah, made another friend as I got older in, uh, well, in, like, I think year eight or year nine who was into lots of death metal and stuff. So I ended up listening to, like, Grindcore through him because, I don't know, death metal was a bit too much for me at that point. <laughs> um, so I liked Grindcore because, I, I don't know, I think I sort of liked the um, punk sort of overtone as, like, for Napalm Death and things like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. So, yeah, fairly young, and then just sort of, I, I don't know, took a big shine to music and just kept on finding more and more obscure things. Uh, when did you start playing an instrument? Um, I started playing drums when I was, uh, like, 13 years old or something. Um, my brother actually got a drum kit for his, I think, 18th birthday, um, and then I, I actually still have it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up just sort of playing the drums then, and then I ended up picking up sort of guitar and bass because my brothers both played guitar and bass and so it was just around the house a lot so I got to just, like I sort of, I started to learn tabs and just went from there with those two instruments. Do you have any local shows coming up? Um, we have one on the 23rd of November. Um, actually don't know where it is um, <laughs> because I haven't been told yet. Uh, so there's, there's that one. Um, that's meant to be with um, Idols for their album launch in Melbourne, so that'll be pretty sweet. Um, and then we have one on the 2nd of December at the Old Bar. Uh, but then I think that's it. It's the year for us in Melbourne anyway. Um, probably going to... Well, we're going to go up uh, to New South Wales and play some shows up there. Diploid, uh, they're releasing their album Everything Went Red on October 31st, and uh, we'll, we'll pump those shows up when we get some details about them. Oh, well, thanks for talking to me.
Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flashgun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls School. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Mystics. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to the Moshpit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Raoul from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tips.